there and welcome to another episode of Scouting 5, recapping scouting news from around the world for the week of May 13th, 2019. I'm Scouter Ken and today I'm recording from St. Albert, Alberta. And apologies for missing last week's show. Too many things on my schedule, did not have time to hammer out notes and record a Scouting 5 episode. And so a couple of the stories we'll be discussing today are from last week. Including, I believe, this one, we start on a bit of a tragic note. Authorities are investigating after a Boy Scout hike in the Arizona desert ended in tragedy with the death of a 16-year-old boy. Pinnell County Sheriff's officers say that the, uh, the scout troop, I don't believe the troop number is given here, had taken water with them on the hike, but had run out by the time they got to the top of Picacho Peak uh, on April 27th. And the boy evidently began to exhibit signs of extreme dehydration on the way down. A park ranger who arrived at the scene along with members of the Avra Fire Department tried to resuscitate the boy after he collapsed, but they were unable to do so. If you hail from Waco, Texas, you may be aware of the formation of Troop 308, which is the first scout troop for girls in Waco, Texas. I don't know if there's a Girl Scouts troop in Waco as well, but important to, I guess, distinguish in our terminology here. The seeds for the formation of Troop 308 were planted back in about 2017, which is, of course, when the BSA, uh, now Scouts BSA, announced that they would allow girls to join their Cub Scouts program and that it would, of course, replace its flagship of Boy Scouts program in 2019, allowing girls to work up to the top rank of Eagle Scout. That led to discussions among leaders in Troop 308, uh, chartered by the First United Methodist Church in Waco, and the oldest continuously serving troop in Waco, Texas. It proved uh, not to be all that controversial, and so last fall, Cub Scout Troop 308 for Girls was started. Interesting case there of, you know, chartering a second troop under the same number, with the older Scout Troop 308 for Girls uh, coming along this last February. The Waco Girls Troop is the first in the Indian Nations Scouting District and one of 30 in the 23-county Longhorn Council. Nationally, there are 1,980 BSA female troops already, with a total of 14,670 registered scouts in them. Since its founding, the Waco Troop has grown from 10 to 16 scouts, expanding from two patrols to three, and camping is listed as a major reason why many of the 16 female scouts in Troop 308 decided to join. According to one Willow Alexander, aged 11, uh, quote, they're way different. I don't want to say anything bad about Girl Scouts, but their camping is more like a sleepover. It's in cabins and there's air conditioning, but the Boy Scouts, it's just wilderness. So at least in her mind, camping is what separates the Boy Scouts from the Girl Scouts. Orange County, California's Boy Scout troops gathered on Saturday, May 11th at the Oak Canyon Park in Silverado, California, for the biggest event of the year, known as Scout-O-Rama. The first order of business there was, of course, to welcome the organization's newest members, several all-girl troops. As mentioned already, in February, the Boy Scouts of America started including girls in its ranks, at least as scouts. Cubs, of course, had already been open to female membership for a year or so. Following the opening ceremony, the scouts wandered among booths organized by different troops and local groups featuring demonstrations of skill as well as carnival games. Scouts engaged in activities like archery, tried out climbing walls, and took canoe rides. And this is, by the way, evidently the 99th year for the Boy Scouts in Orange County, California. So that's really, really cool. They got a big anniversary coming up next year. 
Joseph Marciano joined the Cub Scouts in second grade and then joined Boy Scout Troop 7 and, uh, 716, based out of Sykesville, Maryland, when he reached fifth grade. And he is now an Eagle Scout candidate. And it is also not particularly surprising that when he uh, chose his Eagle Scout project, he set his sights high, very high indeed. It's evidently a bit of an uber scout has been living the be prepared motto since he was a toddler. I knew we wanted to do something big, of course, said Joseph, who uh, happens to live in Eldersburg, Maryland. That something big proved to be raising more than $20,000 to purchase and install two solar-powered scoreboards for the soccer and lacrosse fields at Freedom Park in Sykesville. The project also included building boxes around the base of the scoreboards. According to Joseph, he wanted to provide efficient scoreboards with low maintenance that were environmentally friendly, and for him it was a natural project to take on. He's a lacrosse and soccer player himself, and can attest to wondering more than once what the score was during a game or even how much time was left on the clock. The project took about two years and was finished last January. It was a very ambitious amount of money to be raised, but he did actually manage to raise it with the Freedom Area Recreation Council, Lacrosse and Soccer Council for the area, matching his funds after he raised $10,000. And just for reference, a typical Eagle Scout project can be expected to require about $2,000 in fundraising. So to raise $20,000 is a truly impressive achievement, and the scoreboards look pretty darn good if I do say so myself. Under a relatively new formal relationship between Toyota of the USA and Girl Scouts of the USA, for the second year in a row, more than 100 Girl Scouts from Northeast Texas visited Toyota's corporate headquarters in Plano, also in Texas, for Bring Girl Scouts to Work Day. That afforded them a tour of Toyota's vast Texas campus and gave them an inside look at what Toyota does and also gave them a chance for some active hands-on mentoring. This next story is a little bit close to my own heart. I didn't particularly know this cabin, but I know the pain that some of the uh, former members of the scout troop in the area must be feeling, as they would have watched smoke pour through a hole in the roof of a rustic little building in the Port Gardner neighborhood of Everett, Washington. As firefighters worked in the midday sun, 79-year-old John Esty, in particular, stood by with other onlookers. And taking in the scene, he said, quote, 104 years up in smoke. It wasn't an emergency, but it was rather a live fire training exercise near the intersection of Nassau and 34th Streets in Everett. And for Everett's Boy Scout Troop Number 1, or rather for former members of Boy Scout Troop Number 1, the troop is now defunct, the smoke was visible evidence of the end of an era. Charted in, the ni- in 1914 by the Everett Elks Lodge, the troop folded actually just recently, uh, as of about last year. According to the most recent Scoutmaster for the troop, membership had slipped to three by the end of November 2018, and to qualify as a troop, at least five members are needed. Before being moved to its current site, or now it's, I guess, well, not quite former site, the Scouts used this cabin at a different location, California Street and Grand Avenue, again in Everett. That's where, in 1959, the Everett Herald opened a building. The Daily Herald is now on 41st Street, and the barrack that long served as the Scouts Hall is now at the mercy of the Everett Fire Department. According to Chief Dave DeMarco, um, it'll be used through Thursday of this week so that four platoons from the department have time to practice a contents fire. Wood pallets are hauled inside the building and set ablaze as part of the exercise. Although they don't have any intention of burning the building down, it does certainly represent, you know, the end of its usability as a building for things like scouting activities. I can relate to that having, you know, watched my former Roverden go up in flames via a series of photos on Facebook 
when the uh, scout camp, and now no, even not even a scout camp anymore, it was sold off to the uh, local LDS church. When the uh, then scout camp that it was situated on decided to use that space for additional campsites and so raised that den and one other that were uh, on a ridge overlooking the main body of the camp. It's heartbreaking, truly. And our last story takes us all the way over to the UK. So there's a phenomenon in the UK called Baba Job Week, which was launched after the Second World War, uh, basically encouraging local youth, including scouts, to lend a hand in local areas, assisting where they can in order to earn a quick penny or a quick dollar, you know, given inflation. So when the Cub Scouts of the Lincolnshire First Marsh Chapel Cub Scout Group were approached to deliver local election leaflets for two conservative candidates in return for money to rent an allotment to grow vegetables for a soup kitchen, they didn't really think anything of it. However, local residents thought differently. They reported seeing the young boys delivering leaflets for candidates Paul Rickett and Daniel McNally in their bid to secure the East Lindsay District Council ahead of elections last Thursday. I guess actually this would have been a few Thursdays ago, given that this is another one of the stories that I'm holding over from last week. And suspicions were raised over the legality of the commission. As a result of the scouts' involvement in the canvassing effort, Matt Wall, the scout leader of the group, along with other scout volunteers, have stepped down after they were accused of breaching legislation, which specifically states that members of the scouting movement must remain non-political. Mr. Wall, in particular, took to the Village Facebook page to announce his resignation. And that is all the news I have for you this week. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, be prepared. <laughs>